You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and creator of the Dev Method for Goal Setting Simplified. You can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. So every week I bring together some of my people to dive into the special topic. And then on Thursday, it automatically becomes an episode of the Goal Chat podcast on the Marketing Podcast Network. So whether you're watching us live or the replay or listening to us, we are glad you're here. And in the case of today, choosing wellness goals, because let's face it, if you're not well, you can't accomplish any goals. So it's really important to prioritize the personal as well as the professional. And I have a fun panel today. Of course I do, because all my people are amazing. Uh, Angela Miller-Barton from Well Coaches is here. And we, we met a couple years ago. I spoke to your people. You spoke to my people. You've spoken to my people. <laughs> You've been on the show before. So I love that I get to catch up with my friends by just like inviting them on the show. So really excited to have you here. Also, Keisha Marie Douglas, who I know through the wonderful world of Innovation Women. Thank you, Bobby Carlton, for that amazing community. And I know Clubhouse is still a thing, but the only time I was ever on Clubhouse was when Bobby was doing her Friday Innovation Women Hangout. And so we met by voice before we ever met, like, this way. Yeah. So, um Keisha Marie's got an amazing uh, spirit and is doing something super important. Well, you all are. So I'll let you talk about that in a minute. And then Micah Siva, whose book, Nosh, is coming out really soon, uh, is a, well, <laughs> you're all about living a healthier life by, I would say, and you could describe this better probably, not taking away the things that you love to eat, but eating more of the good things that make you feel healthier. Did, did I encapsulate all of your years and years of work into like one sentence? Half the, half the time, I don't even know what I do, honestly, Deb. So I feel like that was good and I should have written that down and used it myself. Awesome. Well, you know, that's what the replay is for. Uh, what I would love to do though, is have you all introduce yourselves a little bit better considering I basically said you're awesome and you know things. So Angela, let's start with you please share who you are why you're here and why well i mean well coaches so obviously wellness but you can share a little bit about kind how of goes you got into me. this right right so well first of all thanks for having me back it's good to see you and i hope to connect with some other projects but yes, I am program coordinator for Well Coaches membership. And just to kind of give you an idea, Well Coaches is a health and well-being coaching school. So if you have the desire to help people to become more well, it's the place to come. And then I provide continuing education. Um, outside of that, I'm also a coach as well. And um, it would be weird if I wasn't. And also a personal trainer um, and a yoga teacher as well. Wow. So that's really what I do. I mean, some I have to do some other things on the side. I have a blog with my sister and we've written a book and things like that. But that's kind of off task with goals, right? Well, not really. Oh, wellness goals. Right? Everything counts. But <laughs> when it comes to goals, everything counts. Okay, so, you, so tell us a little bit more because this is something new about your book and your other project. Oh, so um, in 2017, my sister and I, we had a blog for, at that point, probably about four years, and we'd always wanted to write a book. And so we took some of the things from that and turned it into essays really about our life, but also just about life in general. How, you know, my sister has three kids and what it's like to be a mom and all of those things. And I am not a mom, but um, 
what's it like to just navigate life and the ups and downs. And sometimes it's a real struggle and sometimes it's amazing. And then sometimes it's a real struggle again. And so just short little, it's a great beach read, you know, cause it's like, you don't have to keep your focus for more than about a page and a half or two, and then you can leave it for a while and come back. So um, yeah, it's called Lowy and G living outside the lines. Well, uh, please send me the link. We'll put that in the recap as well. And, and it might not be specifically on wellness goals, but it kind of is, right? Because it's we're all searching for that balance. Yes, definitely. And we talk about things like running ultra marathons and, and fun <laughs> things like that, which is also something I do on the on the side when I'm not, you know, doing important worky things. Okay, well, ultra marathons on the side, it feels like it it should get a like a bigger level of priority. But again, we can dig in a little bit more. Uh, we have time. <laughs> uh, Kisha Marie, uh, welcome. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Thank you for having me this evening. Like I've been so excited to connect. And I said this year we were going to connect and we were going to get together. So I have to say thank you for letting me share this space with you this week. So. And so who are you and why is this stuff? Now you came to one of my um, meet and greets, which I host every month for people interested in being a guest on the show. And we were going back and forth and we, we have you scheduled for the fall as well. But the topic of wellness seemed really in alignment with what you do. Um, can you share a little bit more about what you do and why wellness is so important? Yeah. So thanks so much again. Um, so I have to say, um, that I am the Veteran Wing Woman. I am the founder of the Veteran Wing Women Organization. And so I have a community for female veterans as they are coming from the military and coming back into civilian life. And I really have a big heart for it because I'm a 16-year Air Force veteran. And coming out of the military, you have to learn how to reintegrate. You have to learn how to overcome those mental struggles that you're going to go through when you come out. And I went through my share of mental struggles. And so I want to make sure that the veteran women know that they have a community where they can come together, where they can be with someone who has been there, who can help them and be that big sister, so to say, that can help them and walk with them as they're going through their transition back into civilian life. So um, I, I just... It's, it's a big thing for me. I absolutely love it. I did not think I was going to go into this, but um, after my 10 year of working in network marketing, I really thought that it was time to take that time and go back to find my veteran sisters to help them learn how to take that uniform off and find that balance and go and do those things that you've always wanted to do and basically find those things that you wanted to do and then start going to pursue them. So that's that's my story right there. And um yeah, I just, I love, I love what I do. It, it's so important. And, and first of all, thank you for your service. But, but also the service that you're providing to help vets uh, reintegrate, it seems like it's, it feels like it's always important, but in the world we live in feels probably even more important yeah. than ever now. Yeah, yeah. It really does. And I mean, granted, they do need in the veteran community, you know, like the, the Veterans Affairs Office and things like that. They have their programs and things like that. But I think mine's just a little bit more different because I was in the battlefield with the veterans, you know, so I know what it's like to come out and be into a whole new arena. And then now it's time for, you know, you to kind of start over living your life. I almost kind of like explain it like the claw, you know, like when you go to and you, you see the machine and it's got the little teddy bears in it and you can put your quarter in and it pulls them up and then it drops them off. And that's that's kind of how I feel, like how I was. I got picked up and just dropped into a new environment and it was like, OK, welcome. So so I really feel like it's it's very, very needed. So. And you are the welcome wagon. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's really what I feel like. I really, really do. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Micah, welcome. Good to see you. Nice to see you. See you lots these days, Deb. So thank you for having me today. It's nice to get out of my typical routine. So uh, I am Micah. I am a chef. I'm a dietitian and I am a food writer and food photographer. I do that full time and also nutrition writing. I wear a lot of hats. I'm also a new mom. And so that's just one extra hat that I've put on recently. 
And um, I write for newspapers, publications, and I have my first cookbook coming out next week, March 5th, called Nosh Plant Forward Recipes Celebrating Modern Jewish Cuisine. And everything I do is vegetarian. And with my dietitian background, of course, wellness is important. And I focus on healthier dishes while also maintaining a delicious taste. And like De Deb said, I'm always one to say, don't take anything out of your diet. There's always something you can add in that's likely better for you. And usually it's a vegetable is what most of us need more of. And um, like Angela, in my free time or prior when I had free time before I had a child, I was also, a, a, I am a runner. I can still be a runner and marathoner. And it's always been so important to me to fuel my body correctly and find ways to reduce my stress and feel my best through what I'm eating, the activities I'm doing, and um, the way that I spend my what used to be my free time, which I'm learning it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, and congratulations on your, your new bundle of joy who made an appearance uh, in a, yeah. I think this will be like, the this will be the fourth time that I've interviewed you because you had a book come out in the fall. And, I did, um, yeah. And we have an upcoming episode of Hates Buzz with Deb, so I'm very excited to to share that. But I couldn't resist the opportunity to have you in this important wellness conversation because, let's face it, food is everything. If you're not putting good things in your body, then what's wrong with that? No, that's not nice. <laughs> but <laughs> healthy snacks, I th think this is the message I was trying to, to impart. Healthy snacks can be fun. Yeah. Right? And eating, <laughs> feeling good about what you eat can be fun. and. Vegetables don't have to be boring, sad dishes on the side. On the side, and um, there's so much that you can do to your diet. No matter if you are a vegetarian or a meat eater, there's so much you can do to make things just a little bit better. And those little steps make a difference. So that's what I've always I don't I don't want to say preach, but I've always believed as a dietitian and. That's how I, that's my food philosophy, at least. And it's, mm -hmm. and it's, it's so in line alignment with goals, though, right? Because you don't have to do everything. You don't need to be make big changes. Small changes add up and they make a huge difference. And especially, I think, when it comes to wellness. But let, let's go back to really easy, not at all broad question, which is that how do you define wellness. Micah, do you want to start us off? I was hoping I could think of an answer while everyone else is answering, but <laughs> now these two I see, they're like, oh my goodness, thank God it wasn't, thank goodness it wasn't me first. <laughs> um, I define wellness as essentially it can be what you eat, what you do with your body, how you mentally um, take time for yourself, but wellness is really how are you prioritizing yourself? And it doesn't have to hit all the boxes, but a way to prioritize yourself so that you're kind of putting your ma oxygen mask on first. And whether that happens on a daily basis or once a month, I think that's what wellness is. I don't think it's just that you're healthy and able to run or that you can play with your kids or do your activities of daily living. I think it's so much more, and I think it's just little steps that you can take to put your oxygen mask on first whenever possible. Look at that. You did so well. Angela? Well, yes, ma'am. Um, you know, wellness is a big thing to try to wrangle, and I think that maybe I have the luxury of hearing people, other people as a coach, talk about their own wellness, that it is this nebulous thing. and that makes it inconvenient for this conversation, but it makes it really convenient to, to operationalize because everybody is going to have their own view about it. And I think if I was going to try to, you know, bring it down to like a real nugget for, for this conversation, it's, you know, are you, you, you used this word earlier, am I in alignment in all of the ways? Am I in alignment with, you know, it's great if you're eating well and you're exercising, that's amazing. But if you're miserable, 
kind of who cares, right? So are all of the parts as best as possible? Or, you know, um, I don't ever think that we're fully in balance in a day, um, but I've heard this said before. If you zoom out and look at someone's life over a month or two months or three months, is there balance there? Because we're all going to have days and weeks that are a little weird. So, you know, am I, you know, mentally well? Am I emotionally well? Am I having fun? Am I doing things that have no purpose whatsoever, but to just bring me joy? And I think that, uh, you know, all of that stuff, am I reading? If I enjoy reading, am I having a dance party in my kitchen? Cause that makes me, you know, happy. And so I think wellness is something we have to really zoom out. We get hung up on the food, which no offense, Mike, I think food is awesome, <laughs> but I think we get food and exercise and we get real fixated on those things. But, you know, am I, I won't even say happy. Am I at peace mm, that's it. just that's in it. general, you know, like there are going to be days we have frustrations, but I mean, like in the big picture, am I at peace? Mm-hmm. Am I able to sleep at night most of the time? Um, except if you have a newborn that has, you know, mm-hmm. needs and then maybe not so much. Um, and I think that then we have to define that for ourselves. Is this my life chaos for someone else, but it really feels like joy and illumination for me. And then that's when you know you've hit, hit the spot. It doesn't have to make sense for other people. And so that was a really messy answer. But you know, people say you do you. And I think that that is true as long as long-term those things are moving you closer to feeling really good in all the ways. I think you did a really good job with the answer. And the word that you hit on that I love that I always underline when I hear is joy. And it doesn't, we're all going to have a rough day, a rough week, a rough month or whatever. But for the most part, if you are joyful, you're doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. And just as an aside, um, Cindy Spiegel has an excellent book called Micro Joys. And it has a subtitle that I won't remember. But she talks about having a really difficult year. And joy was too big of a lift. But micro joys, like... I like how the light's coming in my window just this moment. Or, you know, that first sip of coffee this morning was particularly spectacular. And sometimes we're going to have, you said, bad weeks, bad months. Last year, I had a not so great year, frankly. But micro joys are like little floaties. They're the little swimmies that will keep you going until, you know, like 2024 arrives and you go, oh, wait, I think this one's going to be better. And so for those people listening who are like, joy feels like, come on now, micro joys can be really lovely. And Cindy Spiegel coined that phrase. So I don't want to, I want to give her proper credit. And I put the link in the comments and I'll put it in the recap as well. And so uh, everything counts. All goals count, all wins count. So all joys count. So really really nice emphasis there. Thank you. And, and, and Deb, I want to chime in because like Angela, like nailed everything on the head, like everything that I was going to say, I'm just like, okay, she took that answer. She took that answer. She took that answer. But it was one thing that she mentioned that like, or one thing that she didn't mention. And I think it's probably something that I know that I have seen. I've experienced it a lot myself is when you come down to your wellness, it's like, how are you speaking to yourself when you are going about and you're doing your day? Because of course, we're not going to have good days. We're not going to have bad days. Well, we're going to have them both, you know? So the thing is, it's like, how are you reacting to your situations and how are you speaking to yourself and how are you responding? I think the quote goes, life is 10% and 90% of how you react to it or something like that. Somebody quote me because I know I said it wrong, but that's the thing that I'm kind of looking at is, you know, like, how are you reacting? Because again, you know, somebody's going to cut you off in traffic or, you know, you're going to be late to a meeting or something like that. So it just comes along and how are you going to respond to it? So I think that's got something to do with the wellness to piggyback on everything that you just said, because my whole thing I'm looking at now is the joy, the joy. How can you be happy? You ain't got to be 100 percent happy, but how can we have joy throughout you know, the day? And how can you find joy? How can you just find like those like little things, you know, like, so I like that, the micro joys. And thank you, Deb, for dropping that in the chat. Cause I was like, Ooh, I want to get my pen out and write that down. <laughs> I am a sucker for books because right now I am reading. Oh my goodness. I cannot think of the name of it. Um, it's by Bruce Perry. I believe that's his name. And it talks about just being like 
being positive over everything. I believe that's the name of the book. And so and it's just talk about just having just a positive attitude. And if you have a positive attitude, you're going to welcome more in. And if you have a negative attitude, then you're going to have negative coming in. So like, I, I think that kind of just intertwines in with everything that Angela just said. So thanks, Angela. <laughs> Approach is essential. And, and the other, okay, before I go on another dev tangent, we go to another question. If you go to the devmethod.com slash blog, you can get the recap, the replay, and the links that we're talking about. So you can either get your pen out or go to the devmethod.com and get a little bit more of the information that, that we're talking about. It's approach and goals. It's so in alignment with the goal topic, the goal conversation, because what is joy to you? Maybe you can't leave your day job, even though it makes you miserable, but what can you do on the side that's going to bring you joy that's going, that can help that joy leak in and make the job you can't leave more bearable? Or what steps can you take to get out of a situation that's not in alignment with you? So really long and windy rabbit hole we can go down, but instead, another question. Um, in self-care, and I kind of feel like you mentioned this the last time you were on the show, Angela, um, what stops people from self-care? Because it's, and I'm trying to remember, and I might be quoting you, I might be quoting something else, but it's important to take care of yourself first so you don't need to spend your self-care time recovering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The last time I was here, I talked about the proper care and feeding of insert your name. And right. this is something that my coach said to me, like sit down and write down, like at the top of a piece of paper, what if like, I mean, it's sort of like imagining you were a pet, but I hate to say that because it sounds derogatory, but I don't mean it that way. Like the proper care and feeding of an Angela. If you had an Angela in your life, this particular one, and you write about for yourself, what is the proper care and feeding for an Angela? I'm an introvert. So like I require some time alone. I require, you know, coffee in the morning. Don't let me go too long without food. You know, all of, all of those, those things. But what keeps people from self-care is just perpetual busy, perpetual busy that some we cannot control, but a lot of it I think is just a, an insidious little habit that we all get into the one more thing, I'm going to do this one more thing before I go here. And, um, you know, but then there's also periods of time, like I think Micah is a great example. She's a new parent. She's not busy. She's like, it is, <laughs> it's an invasion. Like, you know, her life is not currently. So I think it's also important to look at the stage of life. It would be flip and easy for me to say that everyone should take time for themselves in an hour a day. That might not be possible for her right now or lots of other people that are listening to this. But I do think it's important to take a step back and look at your day. If you have, you know, two or three minutes and ask yourself, where am I spending time mindlessly that I could be spending it usefully? So like I am guilty as the next person of endlessly scrolling on the Instagram and on the whatever, but it starts to show up for me pretty quickly. I show up, I get, feel like, oh, I feel distracted. I feel rushed all the time. And so, you know, as far as like how we get it back into our life or how we take time for it is one to appreciate that we deserve it. Mm -hmm. Um, but also it really is a gift for other people. If I am a tornado, everybody that comes in contact with me is going to feel that no matter how bad I, you know, how hard I try to hide it and I don't hide it very well. So I think if nothing else, if you can't do it because you feel like you're, it's a good, you are a value of that. At the very least start with, other people deserve me to, to, to receive, you know, me in their life at my best. And if that's where you start, it's kind of like when people talk about self-love. If you can't start there, start with you're okay enough today. 
sell yourself something you can buy. So if self-care feels like too big of a leap, you can start with what is something that is not harming me? Start where you can. I love the the visual of the, if you are a tornado, everyone else will feel it. And it it feels a little bit counterproductive or counterintuitive. You know, you need to be your best self so you could be good for others. If you're a tornado, you're not being good to anybody. And we all know those tornado-y days and sometimes we can help it. And other times it's, you just kind of, have to duck under the covers, let the storm pass, and then reemerge as a calmer you. Yeah. Oh, Micah, what do you think stops people from self-care? I think two things stop a lot of people. One is time and one is guilt, not feeling like they should or that they should put themselves first or that they should do something for themselves. And I think Another thing that stops people from self-care is that they don't know exactly what is self-care. I think when we see see the word self-care, we often think of face masks and pedicures, but self-care can be as simple as having your favorite cup of coffee in the morning and reading an article or checking something off your to-do list. I think self-care can be anything that just makes you feel grounded and maybe one of those moments of micro joy. And I think in that sense, people can look at ways for self-care to fit into their lives, myself included, even with a baby and a book baby on the way. Um, I can still find time for self-care. And honestly, these days, self-care is literally brushing my teeth and just like doing it in a room with the doors closed um, where I have two minutes of just humming from my toothbrush. And that for me is my self-care is that I take those two minutes to myself. And that's, that's something that's important, obviously for dental hygiene, but also for my mental health, just to have that, have that little pause in my day a couple times. And so I think the biggest hurdle is guilt, not recognizing what could be self-care and what could be self-care moments, because we have this fluffy unicorns and rainbow idea of what mm-hmm. self-care should look like where in reality it's not self-care doesn't have to be a glamorous thing. Self-care could be the fact that today I didn't really feel like anything at lunch. So I've had cereal for breakfast and lunch because all I felt like was that. And I just listened to my body today. And that was my moment of self-care to check in with my body to say, what do you actually feel like? And honor that. Great. Again, great visuals, great examples, because we all know the joy of two minutes of peace while brushing our teeth. If you don't know the joy of the two minutes of peace while you're brushing your teeth, good for you, right? But it could be, I don't feel like making this complicated thing for dinner. I'll pour bulbs here. You're a grown up. You can decide what's going to make, what's going to feed your body, your soul, your spirit. Um, and, and you and I have talked about this before. I love that your book is Nosh. Because nosh implies that maybe it's not healthy, but I think everything in your book is pretty much healthy. I wouldn't say I think it's healthy because it feeds your it feeds your soul. It might not be like the most nutritious and nutrient dense foods all the time, but I think it's either like chicken soup for the soul without the chicken, obviously, um, type type food a lot of the time, like chickpea soup for your soul. And I think that's just as important as having a plate full of vegetables. It's having a plate of something that reminds you of a memory growing up or reminds you of your grandmother or mother. So I think there's a balance. I think you should do chickpea soup for the soul and you have a new franchise. (laughs) Maybe. The Vegetarian Lover's Guide to Heartwarming Short Stories. <laughs> um, so let, let's try not get whiplash from this U-turn by Keisha Marie. What do you think? What stops people from self-care? Well, um, I was going to say um, guilt. 
Um, but uh, yeah, Michael took my answer. Or yeah, so but it's okay though because I I want to raise my hand and I want to introduce myself as hi. I'm Keisha Marie. I am a recovering people pleaser, and so I must say that um, from my personal experience, that's one of the biggest things that I've kind of noticed is how does the saying go? Cover your um, take your own oxygen mask before you help someone else with theirs. Like I would just go and just not even have any oxygen to give or just always pouring from an empty cup, always looking out for everybody else. And so I honestly think that um, probably a, a lot of it could be just people pleasing and looking out for other people to make sure that everybody else is good, make sure that their things are in line and their goals are achieved. And sure enough, we're not hitting our goals and we're not taking care of ourselves. But in, in, um, in the opposite of all of that, um, because I know we're talking about two minutes of brushing our teeth. And yes, this is um, National Children's Dental Health Month because I used to be a dental assistant when I was active duty. So it's all about taking care of your teeth now. And so, but it's also, especially like, because like me and Angela, we don't have any kids. So sometimes self-care for myself could even just be sleeping in. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Micah. I know you don't get an opportunity to sleep in anymore. <laughs> but sometimes just, just that ability just to be able just to take a breather and to sleep in. And then even just taking a few moments and downloading the Insight app. I think the Insight app is a phenomenal tool to have to just take five minutes. You can type in the app how long you have and you can type in five minutes or 10 minutes or however long like that. And you can get that time where you can get some breathers in. I really think that even just taking deep breaths is just a small form of just self-care and just recovering and grounding and just regrouping yourself. So yeah, people pleasing, that's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. So, yeah. <laughs> and breathing. Yes, we breathing. talked about the joy of brushing teeth, but the joy of breathing also yeah. really important. Yeah. And, and isn't there, uh, and this one I'm going to mess up, it's if you don't have time to meditate for a half an hour a day, then you really need to meditate for an hour a day. I think I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So. Uh, there's definitely a lot of good that comes from me time and doing the things that re-energize, refresh, and get you ready and excited to move forward. So this is really good. So now that we've talked about all the negatives, let's give some really, let's give some ins inspiration. You know, how can people be better at prioritizing wellness because, and I think Angela gave a great example already, you know, what, where are you wasting time and how can you use that to the betterment of you and or the people around you? Sometimes wasting time is good. It's good for the soul. Uh, but what are some other things people can do to prioritize? It, uh, I'll back up. If staring at Instagram makes you feel good and gives you energy, that's a really good use of your time that could be considered good wellness. If it's education, watching something inspiring, tuning in here, you know, good for you. What are some other ways people can prioritize their wellness? Keisha Marie. <laughs> Thanks. Um, You're welcome. See, now you can't, you can't say they took my answer. <laughs> um, I must say that it is, and also depends on where you're located at in the U.S., wherever you're located at in the world, because I know we got people all across just watching us. I think just getting some fresh air and just getting some sun, if you've got sun shining in your area and you can get out and, and just get some fresh air and just let the sun just hit your skin. Like it's just something about that. Just being able just to have that ability just to get some sun, just to get some vitamin D. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm just being biased because I'm down here in Florida and I know like we've got just amazing weather a lot of the times of the year, but I mean, just that, that whole thing, you know, and being selfish. Like I know it sounds hard, but that whole thing of just being selfish and just Sometimes I know saying no is a hard thing to say, but learning to say no or just ex at least explaining to someone, I would love to help you out, but right now I just don't have the bandwidth. Like, I think that will probably like be a nicer way to say no to someone so that you can start to put yourself first. Like that's, that's, that's what I want to offer to people. So one of my favorite phrases that I repeat lots um, is when you say 
no to something that isn't a fit for you, you're saying yes to yourself. So I love that saying no as a way to be better to you. And maybe it's not a no, maybe it's a later, maybe it's a not yet, but taking on too much things that you don't have the bandwidth for anyway, not going to do you any good, not going to do your family any good. Just saying no to saying yes. Okay, wait, wrong message. Micah, what do you think? What are some things people can do to be better at prioritizing wellness? Um, something that I've always done is I put in wellness activities in my calendar as if it's a work meeting and that's to help whether me prioritize it. So if it's in my Google calendar, something exists, if it's not in the calendar, it's dead to me, it doesn't exist anymore. So I typically will put exercise at actually at four o'clock most days. So I'm missing this for, this is my wellness today. This is my wellness time. Um, so that could be walk the dog or give myself like a 30 minute mindless scroll break during the day. And that can be wellness to take my mind off of work. And I think putting it in my calendar is one of the things that's helped me prioritize my wellness, because if it's there, it's set in stone and I have to abide by it. And it also means that I don't schedule something over it because it's it's there, it's recurring, and it's something I can look forward to. You are so speaking my language, you don't know. It, exactly. We live by our calendars, and you can't bump your things off the calendar for someone else. So when it's in there, it's in there. And I, I'm very happy to be your wellness break today. Thank you. But that's the thing. It, it's your time. It's your choice. Why wouldn't you treat it? with the gold that you deserve it to be. Angela, your turn. What do you think? Well, I guess they will say it's nice going last. I get to ponder. Um, I think that one of the things that happens sometimes is that wellness gets the same sort of bad rap that self-care does, is that People go, well, if it's wellness, it has to be exercise that I hate, food that I don't enjoy. And so I think that starting with clarity, what am I prioritizing? You know, what does, I mean, going back to your original question, what does wellness mean to me? Not what does it mean to, you know, frankly us, but what does it mean to me? And then if I'm going to prioritize that, um, what am I actually making a non-negotiable? You know, what is it that, I, I mean, whether it's somewhat ethereal or very tangible, what is it that I am putting on the list? You know, um, like someone was talking about making themselves, putting themselves first. And for some people, the first step is just getting on the list somewhere. And so what am I aspiring to? So I would say that if you're not, if you think you're not participating in wellness in any fashion, you're not taking care of yourself. What I mean by that is you don't feel good. You don't feel like you're attending to yourself in any way. What would make you feel that way? And I would put that under the heading of wellness. If it is any of the things that have been mentioned here today, spending time reading an article that you enjoy, I think that that can be, you know, wellness. Not, um, I've heard this phrase before, you know, like we live our lives and we are always plugging our extension cords, our energy into other things, other people. And sometimes I think frequently we need to say, not forever, but for the next 10 minutes or the next 10 hours or while I sleep, I'm going to visually imagine myself unplugging my extension cords from these things. And that really can be our wellness. So I think it's clarity. What, what am I you know, aspiring to? And then what are the things that allow me to do that? You know, Keisha Marie mentioned, I don't have the bandwidth for that. Just unplugging from someone's whatever that day. I can't do that right this moment can be it. So I think knowing what you are wanting to, to I don't think we ever arrived there, but what we're moving toward is crucial. Otherwise, we're just drinking smoothies and green juice that we hate and and I'm not, I'm a green juice drinker. Like I love it, but some people don't, right? 
what am I doing? Kind of like you were talking, you know, this is goal chat live, you know, people get real twisted up around the axle about goals, but really what's your aspiration? What are you excited about? I mean, if you're a painter and you get really excited about painting and yes, technically you're holding still by and large, is that really good for you physically, biochemically? Yes. Anybody will tell you yes. So I'll stop talking, but that's what I think. (laughs) Oh, and I have taken back the word goal because goal does, it's a four letter word. It's a good four letter word, at least in my world, but it is something that when you look at it for, what is the life that I want? What are the steps that I can take to make my life better? And that's also allows me to have a range of topics from personal to professional because it's all part of being your best self and creating the life that you want. So just like I have taken back the word goal, uh, we need to take back words like wellness and self-care. So uh, how do we do that? I mean, literally, what is your recommendation for how we re-elevate words like wellness and self-care? Are you asking me that? Uh, why not? Yes. Yeah, so how do we take back the words? To be honest, I think that we have to, it's ironic that I'm going to say this since we're all started here talking about it, assuming people are going to pay attention, is sort of stop listening to everybody else. In the respect of, you know, you said taking back the word goal. Because right now, I think for a lot of people, goal, goal is an equivalent for should. I should want to exercise. I should want to eat better. I should want to blah, blah, blah. So taking it back starts with what is, you know, Micah made a great reference to it. I feel like eating cereal. Okay, great. No problem. Um, And I think we all know in reality when we are listening to ourselves and when we are numbing ourselves. Because we can say, well, my soul said I needed tacos every day this week. I'm not against tacos. I love tacos. But we also know when that starts to cross a line. And I'm tacos were just a random example. You know, the six bites of ice cream or whatever it is, or even the pint of ice cream, one evening might really be exactly what you need. But when you start to getting to day 14, 15, 16, I don't know. So tuning inside. And Micah, what do you think? It's a hard question because I don't know if we need to necessarily take it back, but I think just reframing what it means to us and thinking about the question that you started with, what what is wellness and what is self-care? And I think just defining those in your own terms and maybe even using that as a journaling exercise to define those two words for yourself, that's how you can kind of take it back, but not even taking the word away, but understanding and being aware that it means something different to everyone and not trying to put yourself in a cookie cutter solution because there's so many different things that make me feel well, I'll say, that might make you feel terrible. And and it's just because we're all so different. So looking internally and deciding and identifying those things that make you feel good, some things that typically make you feel less good, some things that make your heart feel good, that your head feel good, your body feel good. Um, and approaching it that way is, I think, how we take back or redefine. So in essence, it's it's like adding more good to your life. It's like hooking, add more things that are good for you into your life. You've reimagined and reframed the word for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think that we can't go into wellness or health thinking that something that works for person A is going to work for person B. And without looking at yourself and each 
oneself as a holistic person, as a person with many different layers. We're all our own unique onions. Um, I think that you do yourself a disservice. And that's where we start to compare ourselves to others. That's where we start to feel like we're not doing enough. That's, that's I think, where we run into a lot of problems in, in general. And mm-hmm. so having that background knowledge and knowing that you know yourself better than anyone else, better, you are the expert on you, the biggest expert in the world. You're the only one who knows yourself this well. And I think accepting that and using that to your advantage is, is important when it comes to wellness, to goals, to everything. Only you know yourself as well as you do. I so agree. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's so many people in to talk about scrolling through social media. Oh, do this one thing and it's going to make your life better. Do this one thing and you're going to be healthy and happy. Oh, that's driving me nuts because what works for one person, it, even this conversation, these are all just options. These are things that you could put in your tool book of taking better care of yourself. So you have more wellness, more energy, more vibrancy to live your best life. Oh, Gisha Marie. Okay. So um, I am listening and I love everybody's answers and I'm thinking, and I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't know if y'all noticed it, but I'm noticing it. Like there's kind of been like a shift in 2024 and it almost kind of seems like, like 2024 came in and she kicked the door in and it's all about accountability. Like, I don't know if y'all are seeing that, but that's what I'm seeing. So like taking the word wellness and self-care back, I'm like, I think like we kind of like take it like, like we're like, that's mine. Like give that to me. And at least I know in the community, like the people that I'm following on social media and things like that, that's what I'm noticing is that people are just like, yeah, no, like this is, this is all about, it's about me. And finally it is about me and I'm going to do things that makes my soul happy. And I forgot who it was that mentioned it earlier. I think it was you, Angela, that talked about being at peace and People are all about healing and just doing those things that they need to do so that they can be their best selves. Like that's what I'm noticing. So taking it back, I think it's been taken already. Like that's how I feel. I really, really think so. And I wanted to piggyback on what Micah said earlier about putting yourself on your schedule. And I know Angela said that sometimes you can't do that, but I wanted to uh, comment because I know we all live by paper calendars. I know I live by paper calendar, but sometimes to wind down, you know, those things like that, like when you want to decompress and not think no more, I'll tell somebody that I have an appointment with Renee and for everybody's watching, like they're going to know now who Renee is, but I'll tell people that I have an appointment with Renee and Renee is my Roku. So that means that I'm going to go watch some TV. So (laughs) that's my secret. That I, I love to say, I'm like, oh, I got to meet with Renee. So sorry, can't do it. So yeah, yeah. I just I wanted to share, but I didn't want to like interrupt anything and interrupt anybody's train of thought. But yeah. I love that Renee is your Roku. I yeah. just, it, <laughs> that's all I got. I just think it's awesome. It, it's, you don't need an excuse or a reason to prioritize yourself, but I love I could just see your calendar. It's Renee time. Yeah, Renee time. That's perfect. Yep. End of the day, it's Renee time. And this might be your answer to what I was going to ask, which is what is your number one favorite thing you do for self-care? So is Renee it? Wow. Um, Renee is my way that I stop thinking for the day. Renee is the way that I know that it's time for me to wind down for the day. That's like my my end of day thing. Clean the kitchen and play Renee um, or have a meeting with Renee. Oh, golly. Um, man, my number one self-care thing, I, I think honestly, is probably sleeping in on the weekends. I absolutely like that makes I wake up and I feel refreshed. and I'm ready to tackle the weekend. So that's what I'm going to go with. That's my number one self-care thing. Okay. And Micah, what about you? Brushing your teeth, besides that. <laughs> These days, brushing my teeth. Um, my self-care thing is, I'm very cliche, but I really just enjoy exercising. It's something I find very enjoyable. And so that's my little slice of self-care. And then when I get to go to um, like get my hair cut, I mean, that happens twice a year because I'm curly hair. It's hard to get your hair cut 
it's it's a whole thing. But when when I take care of my curls, I feel like that's my moment of self care because if there's any curly girls out there, they know that it's it's a process, and that's a little bit of Keisha, Keisha Marie's like, yeah, I, I you got you got your curls, and it's it's a whole thing. So it, it really between is. the it between like having a moment to like get my hair sorted exercising or even just like at night I enjoy my little skincare routine and that's like also some me time which is also another cliche way of doing it but these days those are the only things I can do whether it's brushing my hair or washing my face and hopping on the the bike or running for 20 minutes at a time so yeah it, it varies these days I don't know what's going on I don't know I well you're doing right to babysit yeah <laughs> And Angela, do you have, do you play favorites with your, your self-care? Well, you know, my easiest one is, and it started with my husband. He's notorious for saying, here, pet a cat. So we currently have, we, we used to have two cats. Now we have one. And he just, if I'm real apparently tornado-ish, he'll be like, pet a cat. But I think it's probably one of my better ones because I'm disconnected from technology, which is a big part of my day. I'm going to guess it's a big part of all of your day as well. And, you know, if your cat, I mean, you don't have to like cats, but they make biscuits, you know, and they're purring and they're just and and next thing you know, like after a couple of minutes, you're relaxed. So I think that's one of my go to's because it's simple and I summed kind of like, you know, when you're in the shower, you have your best ideas. And I do have my best ideas then um, or running, but I have some really good ideas when I'm just, you know, rubbing a cat's mush and they're making biscuits. And I think a lot of people are animal lovers. And so that's a real, it's a real easy one. Nice. Oh, well, you've all got see, but my dog is right here. I love dogs too. And goldfish and hamsters. And I, I like everything. When was the last time you tried to pet a goldfish, though? Yeah, that's all I was going to say. You can't pet a goldfish. <laughs> well, you can't. I Okay, you can't pet them. But, like, I think that, like, okay, this is different because you don't usually have this stress. But, you know, when you go to an actual aquarium, it's so soothing. Oh, yeah. You know, with, with the, all the glass and they're just swimming around and they're all these beautiful colors. I think that's just. So you're right. They're not cuddly. But I think that they have this really like lovely, you know, energy. And then you soon you're like, you know, uh, your heart is kind of beating with them. And you're just, I don't know. It sounds weird, but I, I don't know. I find it soothing. It's kind of like, you know, you make yourself your own little shake up sparkle jar. Ooh. And you just watch it. And then as they all, start, you know, your personal snow globe starts to settle. You're like, okay, the tornado the snowstorm, the blizzard has ended. <laughs> I'm very weather oriented today. I don't know why. Well, and you're in the Midwest, right? I am. You were talking, Keisha Marie, about Florida. I'm in Ohio, and we typically don't see the sun really until May. We've actually had a mm -hmm. lovely winter, so it's not been too bad. But it really does make a difference when you can mm -hmm. get outside and see the sun. You're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. We're going to make it for another day. Yeah. I used to be stationed in Minot, North Dakota. So, yeah, I, I know about how it is, like, just that gloomy. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we've had a lot of rain in Southern California. And on Saturday, it was gorgeous for the first time in weeks. And now it's raining again. But we live in California, and our weather's mostly good. So we can't complain that much. How is it up north, Micah? Um, it is... It was actually beautiful this weekend, but before the rain was crazy. Like the storms, right. we lost power for a day. It was, it was pretty wild. So, mm -hmm. I mean, in San Francisco, the sun doesn't exist that much as you get down in LA, but we take it when we get it. Yes. Well, we're getting more storms this week. I don't know. You probably are as well. Lucky I'm us. going to Florida. Oh, so. but you're good. Yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> we pulled the little thing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. If you can't cope with the weather, just get on a plane. Anything. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a little bit too big of a goal to give people, but I would like to leave our audience with some good 
self-care goals. So what is something that they could do today, tomorrow um, to really align themselves better and get on the self-care train? So Angela, do you have a goal to gift? Um, I have a process to gift. How about that? Which Works is for me. If you don't, because everyone, like, you know, Micah said it before, everyone's different. I would say that set a timer on your phone for a minute and ponder it and anything that makes you like a sigh of relief, like, that feels like that would be good. I think that's the thing. Okay. So the goal is to just take a minute, literally a minute and think about what makes you go. Anything that Ah. you can do that when you think about it, isn't like, I got to go to CrossFit. (laughs) I'm not anti for CrossFit, but any goal that when you think about it allows you to sort of exhale and stop bracing, I think that'd be a really good place to start. Okay. I, I can work with that. What about you, Keisha Marie? Um, I would say, um, because to piggyback on Angela, she says everybody's not one size fit all. Um, I would recommend everyone, if you haven't already, to download the Insight app. I feel like I'm like like a plug for the Insight app. But I would, rec- I would recommend, um, if you don't have the, the app downloaded, to download the app and just find just a two-minute meditation, just a two-minute breathing exercise. Um, because I mean, they are just as little as two minutes. So, um, that's what I would recommend just to breathe for two minutes. And now is this insight or insight timer or did they change their name? It's the insight timer app. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just, I'm so used to calling it the insight app, but yeah, it's the insight timer app. Yes. And you can't beat that. (laughs) I have it in, in my book, in your goal guide, I have insight timer as one of the resources. So Yes, I am also a fan. In two minutes. Yeah, you can do it two minutes. In two minutes. Micah, goal? My goal to gift is food related. And that is next okay. time you're at next time you're at the grocery store, pick up one fruit or one vegetable that you don't typically put in your cart and do something with it. Ooh, I love a good cooking goal. So it's just one fruit or one vegetable. That's it. And yeah, cook. You can just try. Yeah. Next, maybe you try, maybe at once a week you try a new vegetable. But this this week, just next time you're at the store, put a different fruit or vegetable in your cart. And then take it to checkout. And don't just take it out. Like, buy it. <laughs> take it take it home with you. Don't take it out. <laughs> <laughs> and don't leave it on your counter for two weeks as well, you know? And, like, just leave yeah. it there on the counter and let it just you know, exactly. And eat it before you go buy more food. So yeah. that's, that's my goal for, for anyone I, who's listening. Well, I love a good cooking goal. And you know, that's as a reformed non-cook, I proudly say cooking is my favorite form of self-care because you can't cook and be on the computer. You can't cook and be on your phone. So for me, that's like the best downtime. And then you get food. I mean, it's win-win. See, there I go, getting excited about food again. Big shock. And if you missed it last week, we did a whole show on cooking goals. So if you are a foodie like me, please tune into that episode as well. Uh, and I am at the Dev Method everywhere. You can go to thedevmethod.com slash blog to get the recaps and watch the replays and get all this wonderful inspiration. Now that's me. Guess where can people learn more about you? Angela? People can find me at wellcoachesschool.com, or I guess you can email me if you'd like. You can find me there as well. And just real quickly, um, Keisha Marie, big fan of Insight Timer, and Sarah Blondin has beautiful meditations. That is that is so good to know. Like, I don't know why. I think because I'm like just all over the place. Now, I'm not a tornado right now, okay? But I'm just thinking, I'm just like, what is my like? Liza, Liza Copra. That's my like. It's just something about her voice. She's got a voice like Debs. You know, it's just one of those soothing voices where you just want to listen to them. So it's just like I just I could just listen to Liza like all the time. Like I just I just absolutely love her. So 
Amazing. Well, I, what I was going to say is if you all want to message me your favorite inside timer people, I will put that on the recap as well. Oh, okay, good, good. So we got that. So Keisha Marie, where can people learn more about you? You can learn more about me. So I'm Keisha Marie Douglas on basically all my social media platforms, but um, you can check me out at KeishaMarieOnline.com. And so I would love to connect. I would love, like, one of my Gallup strength finders is connections. Like, that is my number one. And I love connecting with people. Like, I love talking. Sorry, Angela, I'm an extrovert. I call myself an extra extrovert because I tend to talk a lot. And I just love meeting people and connecting with people. So Keisha Marie Douglas or Keisha Marie online. I would just love to meet new people. So fantastic. And Micah, where can we learn more about you? I mean, I know where, but where can other people learn about you? <laughs> you can learn about, about me at Nosh with Micah, N O S H with M I C A H um, dot com. That's also my social media. And then if you would like to find my cookbook, you can look it up anywhere book anywhere books are sold. And that's called Nosh Plant Forward Recipes Celebrating Modern Jewish Cuisine. So I hope that everyone buys a book and tries a new vegetable from it. Yes, because if you're having trouble figuring out what to do with those vegetables you picked up and put in your cart and actually paid for before you left the grocery. <laughs> there are a ton of options over there. Again, cookie goals. Love it. And again, as I mentioned, I'm at the Dev Method everywhere and you can get the links to my wonderful guests. And I also put in their LinkedIn links. So if you're not connected with me, connect with all of us, send a note along with the LinkedIn connection request, because as I said before, you can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. Let's be each other's people. Thank you all again so much. I, I like to leave people with a final tip. So Keisha Marie, do you have some final, I was going to say food for thought, but that's my other show. Do you have some final food for thought, Keisha Marie? <laughs> I'm like, now we're sitting here talking about food and putting vegetable on the counter. Let's see. Final thought, final thought. Um, I think I'm going to be a little bit on the selfish tip. Um so one of, um, I think everybody knows of Eleanor Roosevelt and um, one of my scheduled posts that I have scheduled to um, post this week is she says, um, do something that scares you every day. And I know I'm not saying it right. And so that's what I want to recommend to everyone is to do just one thing that scares you every day. And so this is my one thing that's scaring me because I have never been live on LinkedIn. Like I can go live on Facebook, on Instagram. But this is my first time going live on LinkedIn. And that was one of my goals for 2024 was to go live. And so that's my thing. Just one little thing to do that just gets you a little uncomfortable, gets you a little nervous, get the butterflies going. And once you do it, you'll be like, wow, that was not that bad. So thanks again for having me. And yeah, one thing that scares you. That's what Well, you did great. You get gold stars for your first LinkedIn yeah. live. And we are on linkedin youtube and facebook and if you want to participate live we are live every monday at 4 p.m civic um angela final thought two hard things i mean i know i've been like pet a cat do something <laughs> that makes you sigh with relief but when we do hard things whatever is hard objectively for you it expands out into the rest of your life. Like I mentioned before about ultra marathons, I don't do it because I'm really good at it. I do it because I feel like if I can do that, then when you show up to something like this, that makes you a little nervous. And I mean, I agree with you, Keisha Marie, these things can be nerve wracking. You think to yourself, if I can run far and do something I didn't think I could do, then it's, it's impossible for that little bit of confidence not to expand out its little octopus tentacles into other parts of your life. So do hard things, prove yourself wrong. You can do something that you don't believe that you can all the time. And this is why I love doing this because we all deserve to feel happy, fulfilled in some, if not all of our lives, it's all within our power. So we're just here to, to generally do and let you know that, that yes, you can. Absolutely. Um, Micah, final, final thought. 
My final thought, I think, would be that only you can define what wellness means to you. So don't take someone else's definition of a word that's so personal and take your two minutes on your insight timer and define it yourself. Because we're just we're just here to show you um, what is it? You can lead a horse to water. We're leading you to water, right? We're saying it's all within your power. You get to make your own rules for what is wellness, what is well-being, but make them because it is your choice, your decision, your life. So thank you again, Angela Miller Barton, Keisha Marie Douglas, and Micah Siva for joining me. And thank you for tuning in. Again, I'm live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, and you can also subscribe to Goal Chat on the Marketing Podcast Network on your favorite podcast platform. Go do you. Live those wellness goals. Go on out there. Go for it because we know you can do it. Thanks, everyone. Love the bonbons. Amazing. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.